Transition partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT director at Tech Buyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing cause and charity and donate what you can. Any any amount would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners. Hi, this is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars, and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences, and have a good laugh along the way. Hello everyone and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. So today we have the fantastic Martin Daxell on the show. Martin has over 20 years of top level management experience in tech startups, holding CTO roles for companies such as Dojo Madness, Smart Frog and even Delivery Hero. He is now CTO at Bayers and Esports, a data company and an industry which is absolutely thriving at the moment. We are looking forward to hearing about Martin's wealth of experience and the changes he's seen in the tech industry over the past 20 years. He's got lots of great experience and knowledge to share with us today and we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi Martin! Yeah, hi, nice to meet you and uh, I'm very happy to be on the show and uh, can that I can share some experience from my side and I hope it will be valuable for, for the audience. Yeah. Fantastic. Sure uh, just will. one correction, I'm the CEO of Base. Yeah, CEO, so, apologies, yeah, CEO, I had CTO yeah. written on my notes. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit disturbing. I, when I explain my journey, I can explain why, yeah. why it's like <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to hearing more about your journey then. And that's a really good place to start um, so that we can give our um, listeners and viewers a little bit of context before we go into some great um, deeper leadership questions. Because obviously you've got 20 years experience. I'm sure there's a lot of um, useful stories and value add that you can can tell us all about. So if you want to just start with giving us a a quick kind of um, maybe tops five minutes overview of how you got into tech, how it all started, um, and where you got, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, the stories I would have a lot, um, but let's do (laughs) a start. So I studied mathematics um, in in, in Germany, in in Saarland, Mm -hmm. near to France. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I started in 1991. And then 1995, the internet was coming up. You know, this was the time the uh, the first private internet providers came up and then some business internet providers came up. This was the time as you was paying per megabyte to transfer it, and the megabyte cost three, uh, three Deutschmark. Yeah, so it was incredibly expensive. And with mm-hmm. some colleagues on the university, I had then the idea, hey, why, why we were studying, um, hey, why we do, do not found the internet provider? Yeah. Uh, and we did that, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, it, so 1996, we 
uh, was collecting some money so by own the own savings and from from the parents and so and then yeah we founded the company created the internet provider the first commercial one in the Saarland uh, also in the region where we was Oh, wow. And, yeah. And I, I, at this time, I still had the, uh, the idea how I finished my studies while I'm running the company. After some <laughs> months that turned, then uh, uh, it's not a good idea. So we was growing mm -hmm. the company. And uh, then at some point, we added software development stuff at that too. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So we was growing to, to within, within two, three years to 20 um, employees. Yeah? So quite fast. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then at some point, the internet in business in Germany became very difficult because German telecom was moving into it, which had, mm -hmm. had all the, basically, the, 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 the digital lines and so had much better condition that the, the private providers had. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the meanwhile, we had started doing some software development for a company which was at this time called Firstgate. And this was a very innovative micropayment system for the internet at that time yeah mm -hmm. they started mm -hmm. in 2000 um, and so 2001 i decided to join those company yeah so, um, so basically key people of our company was moving there yeah mm -hmm. and uh, yeah first get which was later click and buy yeah uh, was becoming then europeans uh, most successful uh, payment system yeah so ah. in Europe, even larger than uh, uh, larger than PayPal, for example. Even British Telecom had a license from us and was running this in in UK. Yeah, uh, interestingly. So I, I joined there 2001 um, uh, as vice president for IT operations, basically. So I was. This was a big title at this time. We had in IT operation two, three guys, and but I was growing this part of the business from from the scratch. So from uh, uh, hands-on, and then yeah, growing growing demand. We had a contract with iTunes later, and okay. yeah, so it was really a big business. We had mm -hmm. e-money license and all this stuff. So and yeah, I stayed there ten years. Yeah, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which was a bit if I look back too long <laughs> yeah. uh, but maybe I come back later to that and yeah then my my ex boss from click and buy yeah he at in when was it 2010 I got a call from him at Saturday hey can you come next week to Berlin I have here and I founded a new startup and we have some problems some tech problems they were starting tv advertising and they are the server was crashing, yeah, while mm -hmm. the TV advertising was running because too many people uh, existed. And I said, ah, okay, good. They took some holidays and was flying to Berlin and helped them mm -hmm. to fix that problem. And yeah, then he said, ah, why you do not join us as CTO? And this was Delivery Hero. Wow. <laughs> so so it, I, I, I'm in the somehow strange but comfortable situation. I never was looking for a job. It was more that somebody was is asking me, hey, can you join, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you join us? And uh, then, okay, I took some risk. I even was, um, I got shares. On the other side, I had to, Uh, the, the, the fixed salary was lower substantially uh, because Delivery was a startup. As, oh, wow. I joined, okay. as I joined, we had 
So it was a real gamble then. It was a real gamble, and you had to move to Berlin for the role. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So it was, uh, but it was time. As I said, I, I already stayed too long. You know, if you stay too long, you you work with the same people, mm. you have the same ideas, and you and even you think you are the center of the world, and everything you do is great. And it was really, I f I felt that it's not good and. As I joined Delivery Euro, I had to learn a lot because the, the cloud technology came mm -hmm. in the meanwhile and when deliver in click and buy, we was more, we had our own servers, yeah, and, and so. So it's if you are too long or do not do not try to to learn permanently in IT, you lose so fast after two years your knowledge is only half worse. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 really that's really lesson. So I had The dev the DevOps topic, how you deploy. There are so many new technologies which came in this to 10 years. Yeah. And if you work in one system which is running fine, and maybe and maybe then a payment operator where you are a bit limited, how you change processes and will be a bit slower because you have some regulations. Yeah, you you we are very fast outdated. Yeah. So so, but of course, I'm, 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 uh, um, you know, I look, can learn from reading, so I'm, I'm quite fast there. So mm -hmm. I joined there, and then this was a fun time. So the delivery was half a year old there as I joined, mm -hmm. and uh, we started, and we had 10,000 orders per day. We was happy, and then we was going to 2,000, and 5,000, and 10,000, and 1 million customers. You know, this, this, <laughs> this is the most fun time in a startup. Yeah, you founded it. You have get the traction. It's running, and then this initial growth phase. Yeah, um, and uh, this I so I helped to as as CTO to shape the development there, and um, run the design the whole infrastructure, make it stable for the growth. Yeah, uh, and yeah, then after after four five years, it turned out because the company. The delivery hero we started in Germany and we had some side markets like Russia, Mexico and Australia. Mm -hmm. But then uh, the, the main growth came then with merger and acquisitions. Yeah. So it the, you know we acquired in Korea company, yeah, and and uh, in South America South America different companies. And then the business the, the role of the CTO is then starts to be more political role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's more than okay. First, you have in the management, you have the decisions, or uh, you fight for what's the best approach. Do you build one global system, or do you have regional systems? Um, and then you need to to integrate these companies, and you need to discuss with them because all these companies have their own leadership. Hmm. So it starts to be more political role and. After sometimes I, I felt this is not my world. So I'm I'm not I want to be hands on. I want to to have impact. Even even why my my developers they do not let me develop. Yeah, uh, I'm not you know I'm not a developer with this admin, but I help for example with advice regarding scaling system architectures, databases, and so yeah. So I mm -hmm. I want to be involved into this, and I'm not somebody who's in pure political. Yeah. 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 So after five years, uh, uh, my, my ex boss from Click and Buy, so it's a very interesting founder of Click and Buy, founded another company. This was SmartFrog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was a completely different topic. Uh, this was um, Internet of Things 
Plattform, mhm. also basically I, it's like security cameras which stream to the cloud and record everything in the cloud. Okay. And this was very interesting from the tech side because I designed the whole system, how this is working. It has very, very unique requirements. It needs to be very cost efficient because if you have 10,000 cameras streaming uh, to the cloud and, and you need to process the, the video streams there and save it there, um, and uh, it's security relevant and, and you need to, how you maintain 10,000 devices out in the wild, yeah, um, mm -hmm. efficiently. Uh, so I designed the whole architecture there um, uh, and, and we, we started the project and after, uh, but yeah, there was a bit, there was a bit different opinions in which uh, the direction company moves, but for luck, I, I had, I had some, my, always my, some, my own business ideas and I pitched it to one of the ex delivery hero founders. Yeah. Markus mm -hmm. Fuhrmann. He is, he's one of a serial entrepreneurs in, here in Germany. And he said, yeah, mm -hmm, this, this is not so his, his business, but he has something else. He has a, he founded a company a year before Dojo Madness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for a seat, uh, which is an esports. Yeah. And they're looking yeah, now yeah. for a CTO. The, the CTO has left. And if I not want to look into that, yeah. So I said, look, I'm I'm a gamer, a casual gamer. So I played World of Warcraft <laughs> in the past and I played League of Legends at that time. Yeah. Um, and so I said, I looked into it and then so I ended then as CTO of Dojo Matters. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the last step came as in, in Dojo Madness, we had one one department or one business pillar was uh, a cooperation with sport radar so we calculate we did some services for sport radar calculate probabilities for the outcome of esports matches yeah and then we at some point we decided hey we do a joint venture we put this in our own company do a joint venture with sport radar and this was yeah i said uh, hey i'm i have the great idea i have some ideas, what are the key products in the future, and so I became the CEO, and now my role is more basically a product, yeah, a product role, because I have my vision about our data, data marketplace and so on. Also, this was, I hope, was not too long, yeah, <laughs> but... Uh, there was a lot of great stuff in there, though, so yeah. you wanted to get it all in, and it's yeah. there. Fantastic, it's interesting how, obviously, like, number of ex-bosses have you know created opportunities for you yeah. and, and how things have kind of panned out which is interesting you obviously yeah. you've obviously got a great reputation and very good at what you do yeah. um which is fantastic so so now you're ceo at bayers yeah um i'd be interested in finding out more about your current role in terms of um like what the current challenges are in this current market and climate um any kind of like pain points that you've got at the moment yeah, to be honest uh, that's a funny thing because we are in the esports business and what we are doing is um, basically we do data distribution wheels with um, esports organizers for example with yeah. the large one Riot, uh, which is run, uh, which is owning the League of Legends game, but also running a big part of the League of Legends leagues. And mm -hmm. for example, ESL, which is one of the largest tournament organizers in Earth for especially CSGO and Dota. And we basically, we help them to distribute and, and commercialize their data. 
Yeah. Mm. That means we, we help them to extract the data from the game. We format it in different ways and for different purposes. And then we basically distribute it and commercialize it for different industries. And um, for example, a big, the biggest, say, let's say, um, uh, the part is, is for the betting industry because if you if you bet on the esports match and and you have their pre-match betting that means you bet before the match starts on the outcome yeah. but the most more interesting part is live betting so while uh, a match is happening you can bet on the, still on the outcome but also on some other things which might happen in the match and they need the betting industry need to calculate this um, probabilities and uh, odds around that they need to have fast life and uh, fast and uh, qualitative good life data. And this is our business we are doing. Um, and while is the esports industry or the esports tournaments was a bit affected by COVID, mm -hmm. it was not, they, they still happen. They just switched. And usually we have large tournaments it's called offline tournaments, which happen in a venue. Yeah. So the players, the audience, they, get together there. Yeah. Of course, this is not possible now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but esports tournament can happen too, that the players sit at home or in a hotel room mm -hmm. and the audience is watching via YouTube. Yeah. So the esports industry was quite quick to switch to this, those online tournaments. Stick. And uh, so which helped us. So we didn't have the drop there. And on the other side, the traditional sports, yeah of course, was falling off the cliff. So there was no so, uh, soccer matches anymore. There was no cricket matches. There was no horse races. All this disappeared. And that means for the betting, you had only esports left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Gosh, that's good. So it actually helped them. More, yeah. We basically, I mean, you know, we do not want to be to be considered, uh, we are very happy about this crisis. Yeah, uh, yeah obviously yeah. not. We, yeah. we did even some <laughs> some special packages for bookmakers who was not into esports, so that that they could um, integrate it fast and had not to worry about do we want to do it long term? So we offered them he he take a short term mm -hmm. contract three months, right. uh, uh, no brainer deal. Yeah, and so they mm -hmm. had something to offer. Fantastic. So, so in that way, then how do people pivot? They help businesses pivot to adapt, which is really great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because for the bookmakers, for the whole betting industry, it was the same because the whole football and so disappeared. Uh, soccer yeah. disappeared from. Mm. And for example, soccer and betting is the top title. Yeah, I mean, regional, there might be other titles like cricket, it's a regional thing, for example. But uh, soccer and tennis, it's still the, the big, the big money yeah, makers. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how many, so going back to your current role in, in the business, um, yeah. and I guess bringing it back to leadership, um, so we want to hear more about your leadership experiences and, and um, skills. Yeah. How, many, um, how many people do you have in the business at the moment? Here in base, we have now 45 full-time employees. Yeah. Okay. So last year we started, uh, the companies that, or this joint venture, this uh, spin-off started March 2019. We started to 22. So we doubled basically now Fantastic. in this one and a half year. 
And for next year, we have a significant, probably we will double again. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Same. That's fantastic. So obviously you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tell hope. us more about your um, culture and leadership style as a business and how you've Mean, you know kind of I guess developed that maintained it in it to in order to you know to enable you to grow as you have yeah yeah that's, that's a very interesting um, very interesting journey I think uh, and you know as I started as I told you I started with my own company we had some employees too and then I was going to click and buy and At, at this time, I was my my leadership basically came from my technical knowledge. Yeah, um, so I, I at this time I not had any training how to guide people, how to do it properly. It was more natural feeling. I was very direct. Yeah, which has some advantages and some disadvantages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one, sometimes too direct. <laughs> As I, was, <laughs> yeah, as I was young, I was, and you know, anyway, Germans tend to be direct, direct language, yeah, and you say, yeah. basically, you do not polish the word and make it, uh, it's, it's good, but you think it's bad, yeah, you say it's bad, yeah, and, but even for German, I was, I was quite straightforward, and um, sometimes I'm, I'm sometimes very passionate, so, Uh, sometimes I was then a bit emotion, also <laughs> emotional if things are not going the way uh, yeah, um, when I was younger. Uh, so I did, I think, all mistakes which you can do. Yeah? Um, on the other side, the people, what I always mm, felt, the people like, what I always was doing, I was standing in front of my people. So if something happened and the other managers was complaining what I said always look you talk to me and I defend my team of course internally I say this was not good we cannot I said to my team we need to improve that this was or this was even very bad we did there we failed yeah as I said direct language but I, I never let somebody from external put pressure on my team I always I swallowed that and then I gave it in a controlled way to the team yeah and i think this is one this is very important for the team that they feel secure there yeah yeah it's important um, to feel valued isn't it yes and of course valued but also they uh, you know some i i was even saying to the ceo you do not speak directly to my people also if you have a complaint yeah you uh, it, it goes to me yeah, yeah. and i I, I discuss it and I, I will find out sometimes it's even, it was not my team which did a mistake, but some, somebody else, yeah. Um, and this was well perceived. Uh, the, the communication skill, as I said, I had big deficits. On the other side, I could, I could uh, in that sense, um, I had a lot of technical knowledge, so they respected me for this technical knowledge too, which made, made it makes it easy if we work together with with uh, tech employees yeah, yeah they, if they know that you that you can do something yeah i'd like to know then you said that your approach you're quite direct it's quite i guess traditionally german but maybe even more to maybe more blunt and more yeah. straightforward and you've had to adapt and learn as you as you yeah, yeah. as you progress your career Yeah. Um, I'd love to know like your key tips for having to adapt. And obviously your team, particularly going back to delivery hero, I mean, you've had 
so many successes over the years, but Delivery Hero really, I guess, scaling yeah. out. Yeah. You were you were there in them crucial years when your tech team probably start. How how many people were in the team when you started? Uh, as I was started um, in the tech team, it was approximately twelve. Yeah, and as 12? I left. As I left in, in Berlin alone was 70 and over the world it was, I, I even do not know it to be honest at the moment, yeah. but probably 200. Yeah. You know, at the imagine. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let me, let me short go to the, the, my, the main lesson I had to click and buy at some point, a very experienced manager came in as CEO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me, look, um, and my communication was not only direct towards my team, but also towards other managers. So uh, he said, I wanted, uh, he had, was in the same situation 20 years before at that time. And he said, <laughs> he made a management training, which helped him a lot. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which is purely focused on communication. Yeah. And he said, I, I will invest in you and I will get, we will pay for this management training. I want you that you take it. And this was really, this was really helping because on the one side it gave you a lot of tools how to, how to address things in a in a way which are not too direct and but but reach the goal. Yeah, without mm-hmm. that you need to be too harsh to people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other side, because it was a lot of role play and a lot of free speech, uh, it gave some security. Yeah, if you mm. present yourself and you're unsecure, <laughs> maybe you do not react. You do not react maybe otherwise. As, and if you are, hey, I did this 20 times, so I relax about that. So, and I did this as in, in click and buy. Yeah, and so this helped me a lot, even as uh, as uh, as I moved to delivery hero. Biggest change there was everything was in English, you know, click and buy was in German. Yeah. It was a bit of a challenge too at the start. Yeah. Um, but uh, then it helped me to, yeah, to talk to the people and find the, the right way to, to approach them. Yeah. Which course was it then? What was the course called? Uh, it's it's a company called Kesa Consulting and do, they do management courses, especially for the telecommunication industry. Yeah. Brilliant. That's and they have good. they have different different levels there. Yeah. And it's done really by experienced managers. And it's not so they do not do things ah, we put a camera there, but it's it's very di- direct. You come in and they say, Okay, introduction, everybody. So it's usually eight people or so. Mm-hmm. And then they say, Okay, now you everybody has three minutes and then you hold a free speech, yeah, about the topic. So free yeah. speech means without any notes and without whiteboard yeah. and yeah and they do this uh, the, the first, you know if if you are not such a good speaker or not so experienced the first time you are ah oh, I hate that yeah <laughs> but if you do, did it twenty times you do not care anymore yeah 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 practice makes perfect yes I think um, when you were saying then so your teams at Delivery Hero you end up leading a global team of over yeah. two hundred. I'd love to know if you've got any tips of leading teams, global teams, because that is something that people, um, I think a lot of our listeners in leadership as they go from mid-level management into the more senior roles, it is a real step up and a struggle. So any tips around leading global teams? Uh, avoid it. <laughs> no, <laughs> avoid no, it. Yeah, no, of, co- of course it's not. I mean, um, the, the, the thing is the leadership was there more, they had all their local 
because they, they, we acquired them. So it was all uh, acquisitions and they had already working structure, which make it easy. But even, of course, what you need to, to do then is to harmon, try to harmonize standards. Yeah. How they work, um, how they, the, the business language they are speaking in terms of product requirements. You need to introduce best practices. Um, like um, certain security standards in IT, documentation standards. For example, uh, some, some, some companies we acquired, they didn't have a real backup strategy, which is, hey, wow. which is one of the absolute base. Uh, because I'm coming from, from financial, so, uh, yeah, you cannot afford to lose the data. And so I was working more with the IT leads in those companies, yeah. And the, 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 I mean, what you need is a proper backing from the top-level management that you have a clear, um, a clear uh, uh, responsibility and uh, a clear task we, from the from the top management. We want to do this harmonization, yeah, because otherwise they will not they, they will not um, listen to you or they will they will not. Um, do what you want them or they're not very open. You know, some people, they feel a lot of people or a lot of people, if somebody comes from outside, like an auditor, or they feel that it's a control and that's a lack of trust. Yeah. yeah. And the, the first thing you need to explain them, we, I'm here to help. It's mm -hmm. not because we trust, not trust you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for, first, uh, do you have any problems where the headquarter can help? Yeah. Um, and of course, first they are a bit reluctant and a bit hesitating, but then yeah, some come, they come, ah, yeah, we have, for example, this, we are, we are discussing how we move to the cloud and we can say, hey, we have great cloud engineers. We can, we can help them. They can give you advice uh, and they can help you to decide what's the best solution. So you start, yeah. so you start a bit slow. If you, if you jump there in and say, hey, okay, we make now this and this and this and then in one year, uh, everything needs to be achieved, that's not a good start. So first you need mm -hmm. to convince them that it's not a threat to their, uh, not, not a threat to, to their um, decision uh, yeah. making power, but it's more to help them. And of course, then they need to understand some things need to be standardized in a company. We cannot, because even the, the top level management some responsibilities versus the shareholder, so they cannot just let everything run as it mm -hmm. is. They need to have Especially a certain to grow as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic. So I'd like to I'd like to spend a bit of time talking about um, your experience with um, creating and growing and evolving startups. Yeah, and so I think that would be really interesting for um, the listeners and viewers. Um, and obviously, you've had a lot of experience with that, particularly currently. Yeah. Um, and you said earlier that you've you've um, doubled in size. Um, in a short space of time, and obviously plan to double again next year, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. So, what would your what would your advice be to um, to those who are interested in getting involved in a startup, and or perhaps have been struggling to grow the startup to the levels that you have? I mean, what what, what could you share in terms of your learnings and your experiences throughout this process? 
Yeah. I, I mean, there are obviously a lot of learnings. And um, the I think one fundamental learning is, and it's a sad learning somehow, you, you, sometimes you start a startup, you start a startup and you hire some some people you know and mm -hmm. you grow and they do an awesome job. Yeah. And at some point, it stops working and you do not understand why. And some, you need then, and suddenly you, you see some people, um, they, they, they are not up to or they do not want it or they, they cannot do it. Uh, They cannot, they cannot do this transformation from a, from, from a hands-on person to a leadership role. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And this is nothing bad. This is the first thing uh, which you need and the person need to understand. Um, in delivery, you write an interesting, interesting situation. So um, we acquired one team. Uh, delivery was first two parts. It was the German part and the international part and this was merged. So uh, I had then I had, was building then four teams and two team leads was from the older German part and two teams was from the national part. And mm -hmm. one team lead, I do not want to call the name, but he, he, I made him, I said, all the team leads are interim team leads for the next three months. This is the expectation. And if, if you do a good job, then we promote you permanently. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay, with the one one person was working very good. I was I was quite happy. So we did then a talk, yeah, uh, before the end of this trial period, let's say. And I said, "How is it running for my side? I'm happy with that, of course. This and this, uh, you, you need to improve. Um, maybe it's time to do a leadership training there, and so on. And but I had the feeling there was. And he, how do you feel? He said, "Yeah, I'm fine too. Yeah." But I had the feeling that somehow he was not very happy. And I asked mm -hmm. him, um, or I told him, look, if you do not need to be a manager to earn a good salary and make, have a good, uh, make progress in a career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's uh, if you, because even as a specialist nowadays, as developer, senior developer, you can, you can sometimes earn more than, than a mid-level mid yeah. manager. You yeah? can earn a lot of money. Yeah. And he said suddenly, Oh, I'm so happy that you said that because <laughs> I feel this responsibility is killing me. Yeah. This mm. me meetings and I said, look, it's not a problem. Yeah. Don't worry. Maybe it's not the time now. I mean, today, a lot of those people are very young, 27, 28. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The, some people can handle better responsibilities. Yeah. That, or maybe there's something, there's a risk. The system is not working. The system is down. The company is losing money. There's tension, stress. People run around. And so even such things didn't happen at this time. But alone, the, the risk that it happened seems to have depressed him. And I said, look, we find a good way that you can work as senior developer again. Yeah. Also, that, that doesn't look that he was, uh, um, how you say? Uh, Demoted. Yeah. So not de It, more like a sidestep into yeah, yeah, a sidestep, and then yeah. he was happy, and I found somebody else. Everybody was happy, yeah? yeah. Yeah. So, and the same is if you found a company <laughs> and you have some people in place who work great, and you see one is not able to step up or do not want to step up, you need to talk with him, and maybe you need to take the hard decision where you say, "Hey, you did an awesome job in the first 
two years of the company. You helped us to deliver so much, yeah? Mm-hmm. And hope usually he has some shares so he will participate. But we need now to get a more experienced manager, yeah? And this is a hard decision for the founder too. Maybe there's even, there was building some personal relationship in the first two years. And, but uh, uh, you, in, in, the, in the interest of the other employees and the company, you, you need to take such decisions. Yeah. yeah. We had a really interesting um, conversation yesterday with Carsten Windler and, and he was saying the same thing, wasn't he, Sanjay, about how, and it was the first time actually we'd interviewed someone on the podcast yeah. where they were saying like leadership it, at that time, it wasn't really for me. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like you've got to be able to be really honest and reflect to yourself, but, yeah. but it isn't for everyone. And there's mm. plenty of opportunities in tech yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's even towards myself, for example, mm, of course, as I was younger, I thought maybe, ah, it's great if you have thousand people, but I found out it's not great for me. Also, this mm-hmm. is not, maybe I, I go to 100 or 200, and then I look how it feels. Maybe I, I'm stepped up now, maybe because then, you know, the political stuff starts again and your hands yeah, on, yeah, and the hands on part is decreasing. <laughs> this, this is what I tell everybody who goes into leadership. Look, at the moment, you like developing, you like taking technical decisions, but you go now, if you have five people, 50% goes already in people management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about having the right people yeah. um, in the right roles, isn't it? And and I guess as you grow, and you've obviously done very well at, at growing in a short space of time, you've identified people that were maybe not in the right roles and they're not going to be as, as, as effective as you need them to yeah. and help you grow if they're not in the right position. So it's great that you've, recognize that and you're having those conversations which is fantastic because um and it shows that you've got a really good strong level of leadership there within yeah. the business and and that will add every bit of value to your culture as well yeah, yeah. and uh, from, sorry, you, you uh, for, for me it's important that you permanently review the situation and even now even yeah. even in this company i did mistakes yeah mm. i sometimes uh so I delegated things. I was, I, there was things where I thought, ah, this is not as, it's not moving as I wanted, but okay, I leave it now to the person to fix it. And I, sometimes I waited too long. I mean, of course, you should give trust and responsibility, yeah. then advice, but sometimes, uh, um, sometimes maybe you, you, uh, you, you wait too long until you take then maybe a hard decision. Maybe. You could, I see small improvements, uh, but but, um, at some point, it's a bit, if I was playing chess as I was young, as uh, on the competitive (laughs) level, also in amateur level, and you know, you have a limited time, and sometimes you have a position, you think, you think, uh, but I have the feeling there's a better move, and you keep thinking. And maybe you, you think one hour over one move and then you lose because your time is running out. And yeah. so at some point you need to take a decision. If it, it, so even if you see a small improvement, but it's not sufficient, maybe you need to change something. Mm-hmm. Even if it could work long time, but you cannot, you cannot wait forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd love to go back to something that was mentioned earlier. I think it, around attracting um, talent yeah. Now, in Berlin, it's notoriously difficult. And when yeah. you work for some brand like Delivery Hero, it yeah. makes it a little bit easier. But obviously, since then, you've gone to some smaller companies, you've founded your own business. Yeah. 
which is awesome. But um, I'd love to know how you're getting on with sort of attracting and um, great talent. And if you've got any tips for um, our listeners out there that, that are looking yeah. to scale up their dev teams. Um, I mean, of course, of course, what, what works well if you're, if your team is happy. Yeah. So first, yeah. if your existing team is happy and word of mouth can help a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, if, uh, if the team is unhappy and they tell, ah, no, I'm, I'm looking for a job, uh, this is spreading too. So it's not good. Second, of course, what we try to do is, um, we invest some time uh, or give some time to the people. For example, esports is an interesting topic and they can write, for example, about data science articles. Yeah. Or they can mm-hmm. go to a conference and have uh, a speaker, yeah, be supported actively. And of course, after, after, for example, we, we post some blogs about the interesting data science topic. Uh, okay. If we send our lead data scientist to speak how our infrastructure is working, our learning infrastructure is working, this, in, this, uh, they transport the positive, the interesting part of the business. And today, the people, this is the interest, is interesting difference to the past, to 20 years before. Today, the people, they are looking more, they want to do something what matters and is interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's not only, it's, or the money is even the second rank. Of course, there should, it should be decent. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have people who say, uh, if I ask them how you feel, they say, ah, no, at the moment I'm not so fine. I have not enough interesting things to do, which is a mm-hmm. real challenge because unfortunately you do not build always new stuff. Yeah. You build uh-huh. something new and then you need to maintain it. And maybe then you have a new product. Yeah. Uh, it's, so it's a tough challenge for managers to keep them happy. And to, to some of the very talented people, I say, look, you need to help us to keep you happy. If you, if you have an idea, tell us, we can give you the time to work on that. Also, of course, it should be related to our business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cannot, we, we cannot always find out what you find now boring or interesting. Please help us with that. Yeah. So we want to give a lot of, I think there's a key, a lot of ownership to the people. So responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. They shall feel empowered that mm. they drive with us the business, that they have matter. They are so, they, they are, what they do matters for the business. Yeah. yeah. Um, of, on the other side, of course, we expect, we have a high expectation there too. So, um, we do not we do not look for people who do a task and then wait for the next task and we explain them exactly how the task works we yeah. as an agile development you say mm, we want to achieve that and that the customer want that and then please help us to specify how it should look so them inquisitive minds then that yeah. really add value long term that's awesome yeah and i think there's some great top tips that we can take away from that so I love to end the podcast then with what exciting things you've got on the agenda, Martin. It sounds yep. like you've got big plans to scale up within the organization, but um, anything, any conferences or changes in with the business that, or any personal projects that you've got going on that are really exciting that you can share with the audience? Yeah, if you're interested in esports, uh, you know, we have already a big partner with Riot. Uh, as ex- um, We are the exclusive data distribution partner and now we are in hopefully short time, we will announce a very interesting other partnership. And Ooh. yeah, it's <laughs> a US company, so this is not for for German company. You know, we we play a central part in this data um, business uh, worldwide. 
uh, and uh, we may make this data available for media too. So you can, can expect for this partnership for the games which are involved there that you get then better better tools, better visualizations, more and more fun if you watch uh, esports. Awesome. So exciting. Well, we can't wait to keep an eye on the business. It sounds yeah. like it's going to be uh, yeah. lots of exciting initiatives going on. So we'll be keeping an eye out on you, I'm sure. And <laughs> um, if, if anyone wants to get in touch, Martin, is it best if they reach out on LinkedIn, Twitter? Yeah, LinkedIn. LinkedIn I'm, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Perfect. All right, great. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Thank yeah, you. I have to thank. It was a really pleasure. I hope oh. you enjoyed it. Yeah. We did. We did. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for your time. It was great to have you on. Great. Cheers, Martin. Yeah.